The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and once again, I am excited to be speaking with you. As usual, you know, every week our goal is to help you in your quest to be the best in sales, business, and life. And we're going to continue to bring you top-notch guests that can also just pour into you to help you in what you're looking to accomplish. And tonight's show is titled Business Lessons from a Shark. Kevin Harrington. We uh, have the pleasure tonight to have uh, the consummate, the ultimate uh, business entrepreneur, investor with us. And I'm just going to give you, his resume is so extensive, I can only give you a portion of it and still have time for the show. But Kevin Harrington is widely acknowledged as principal, pioneer, and architect of the infomercial industry. In 1984, Kevin produced one of the industry's first 30-minute infomercials, and since then, he's been involved with over 500 product launches that resulted in sales of over $4 billion worldwide with 20 products that reached individual sales of over $100 million. Now, due to his extensive resume, Kevin was selected as an investor shark on the ABC television network hit series Shark Tank produced by Mark Burnett. And basically the show gives budding entrepreneurs the chance to pitch their products to a panel of acclaimed entrepreneurs like Kevin in hopes of turning their ideas into a successful business reality. Now, I had the pleasure of being with Kevin last week in a new venture that he's partaking in that's going to be worldwide and it's it's amazing which we'll give kevin an opportunity to talk about that towards the end of the show but right now let's go ahead and get into this and kevin i'd like to welcome you to forget patience let's sell something hey ty it's, it's a real pleasure to be here um i i love entrepreneurship i've been an entrepreneur uh for more than 40 years and and i'm 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 here to tell you that uh it's it's, it's a pleasure to hang out with with you tonight, and hopefully uh, the other entrepreneurs that might be listening right now uh, to your show. So thanks for having me. My pleasure, and I can tell you, you have a bunch of entrepreneurs listening. I I work with a lot of uh, professional businessmen, and I also do some facilitations of workshops, and there were a lot of questions I've had over the past week once I kind of acknowledged that you were going to be on the show. So uh, I, I plan on getting to ask. And I, I even on Facebook did that. I said, hey, listen, send me some of your questions that you'd like for me to ask Kevin. And I received some. So I'm excited about this. And I'm not going to take up any more time, Kevin, because we have a lot of information I want them to glean from you. 
because uh, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for many. So, first of all, tell us about your first business and how you, you knew this was your niche in life. Well, you know, uh, forget patience. Uh, you know, I was 15 years old. I had to do it at a young age. I, 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 I had a um, – I started – I lived in Cincinnati. It was a driveway ceiling business, and it doesn't sound too fancy – but what I did was, I, you know, in, in Ohio, got cold in the winter. Uh, if, if you had cracks in your driveway, water got in there and froze, and it, those cracks got bigger. Driveway looked terrible. I was knocking on doors, jumped on my bicycle, knocked on doors, and I and I would I had a, a, a license to sell the this fancy coating that would also we filled the cracks, sealed them, and then sealed the driveway and beautified it. I took before and after pictures of the driveways that I did, and I was doing this roughly. It was averaged about seventy-five to a hundred dollars a driveway. Fifteen years old, I was doing as, as many as twenty-five plus driveways a week um, before I even had a driver's license. Uh, so I, I hired a guy that was sixteen, bought a truck, and um, and was making um, you know over a thousand dollars a week in profit at a young age. So that you know that was that was a a hustling business because you know I was knocking on doors um, and 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 closing the sale. So, um, fifteen years old. That was my first enterprise. Wow, wow. So, you know, and that's that's interesting because at fifteen you were identifying a need, and then you came up with the ability to go out and, and meet that need, and people started rewarding you as a result. And that's kind of still what you you're doing today, right? Yeah, you know, in my business, I'm in the TV, you know, TV business. I sell products on television. I look for products that are problem solvers. Um, I find the need and I fill it. Whether it be, you know, if it's a weight loss product, people, you know, they want to lose weight. So I, I look for something unique in that world. Um, if it's in the in the housework category, I want something that's going to going to make you know, being in the kitchen easier. It's going to cook faster. You know, uh, we, 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 we were the first to bring an infrared oven to the marketplace. It, it cooked inside out and outside in. An oven only cooked from the outside in. An infrared got inside that turkey and cooked from the inside out and the outside in. And that was called the flavor wave oven. And we could, we could cook twice as fast with high quality. That was a problem solver. And, you know, so, you know, whether it's Billy Mays, uh, uh, gadgets and, and, the, and selling tools, um, you name it, from fitness, Tony Little Fitness to Billy Mays, hardware items, Jack LaLanne juicers, uh, George Foreman in the kitchen, whatever it might be. We've been there, sold it, but we always start by looking for a problem solver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think you just answered one of the questions. I received a question on Facebook today, and the question was, what types of products are best suited for infomercials or are they best for exercise or kitchen appliances? And the other part of that question was, how affordable are infomercials? So first and foremost, what types of products are best suited for an infomercial? Uh, and then how affordable are infomercials? Okay. I, mean, I look for mass market products, number one. So, um, you know, that, you know, I will tell you, if it's a very niche product, like I've done golf, and we do fishing. Fishing is actually a mass market product. There's a lot of people who love to fish. Golf is a little more niche just because it's male 
oriented. Now, there's a, obviously women love to golf too, but it's, there's more men that golf than women. And, and, and in my business, the mass market type stuff is, is more geared towards the female market because 80% of the sales on a shopping channel or if you look at just regular television across the board, 80% of our business is actually in, with the female marketplace. So, so it, that's, that's one of the reasons why certain categories work. Housewares work. In the kitchen works. Um, you know, um, when you get into fitness, it works because women want to lose weight. They want to, you know, get, you know, look good in that bathing suit this time of the year. You know, so they're going to buy some of those fitness products that, you know, to trim some weight, et cetera. I mean, men do also. Um, but, you know, I mean, P90X has been a big success in the male marketplace, um, crosses over into the female market also. But bottom line is um, housewares work very, very good. Fitness works very, very good. Price points, we try to stay under $100, uh, but occasionally you get something that will sell for two, 300 in fact, one that we had last year with Montel Williams was a was an infrared heater, and I, I talked about an infrared cooker in the kitchen. This was one that would actually heat your room. Um, and m- many people might have seen like the Amish heater, and this was an infrared heater that would take make you warm and toasty when it got cold out there, uh, wherever you, you put this in in your living room or your bedroom or wherever. But ours had some other functions. It was called the, the season air. It was a six-in-one. It was a it was a heater. It was an electronic air cleaner, humidifier, HEPA filter. Uh, did a little cooling function, and um, you know had a you know uh, that um, odor removal also, uh, which was the sixth function. An unbelievable product that sold for four hundred dollars. We did a multi-pay for payments of ninety-nine dollars. So we we make it work if we find the right product. Okay. All right. And how affordable are infomercials? That was the last part of this question. What, what, can you answer that one? To produce an infomercial, if, some, if there's a marketer that mean, wants to produce one, you know, you, you can shoot an infomercial if, if, if you want, you know, you, you, there's budgets all over the place. I see right. people do, you know, kind of like an interview style infomercial for as little as $25,000 or $30,000. Um, but if if you're gonna if you're gonna do a nice looking show, get into a, let's say a kitchen show, you got to have a kitchen set, you got to you got to have lighting, you got to have cameras, you got to and, and you're gonna be editing that infomercial. You might have to have talent. You're gonna have to get some product out. You're gonna have to buy you know um, you know um, samples of the product and food and 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 all this. If it's a multi day shoot and testimonial shoot, you're gonna spend generally anywhere from 75000 up to about $150,000 a, in a, on, a, on a lower range kind of a budget. But if you're, let's say you're Black & Decker and you want a real fancy, high-end looking show, you could spend 300000 to $500,000. I, I like to say, though, the average infomercial shouldn't cost any more than about dollars to $150,000 all in. So, okay. you know, it just depends on how fancy you want to get, though. Okay, that's 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 a good answer, and I hadn't mentioned this to you yet, but I think it was in 2009, Kevin, I did an infomercial, and I had to find some investors, and it was marginal. The success was marginal, and I learned some things 
from that, you know. So everything is a risk. When well, that's one of the things I say, and you have to determine if it's a good risk or a bad risk. If it's a bad risk, I I think you you avoid it. If it's a good risk, you, you have to you have to give it a shot. So you know, we have a few minutes left before the break. So talk to us. How do you deal with risk? You're a business entrepreneur. Everybody is, who wants to be in business is risky. How do you deal with risk? Okay. The first thing in the old days. You know, I, 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 I usually took all the risk myself. And you know what? That's, you know, when you're, if you're spending your own money, you can take all the risk. That's, that's not a problem. But anymore today, I advise people to spread the risk. And mm-hmm. if, if, if something's going to cost 150000 but if you've got the great idea, why not let somebody else put up the money and you've got the idea and spread the risk? You know, now they're going to put some money up, so they're going to get a little piece of, of the action. But if you have no risk, you might be able to do five deals with no risk instead of one deal taking all the risk. So uh, I'm a firm believer in today's world, If and, 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 I, and I like to tell people there's an easy way that you can learn how to get people interested in being involved with you with your project so that you don't have to take all the financial risk. So um, I've been, you know, over the years, I've done it all myself, and I've spread the risk out and let other people in- invest some money. And I will say this, you can get bigger, faster, and make a lot more money when you let other people help you and participate in the financial aspects because then you have a, a little bit of ability to take you, you can have more projects happening at any one time then as opposed to just putting all your eggs in one basket. That's a great point. And I was talking to, uh, I teach a financial stewardship class on Monday nights, and uh, we started talking about this upcoming show. And there were a lot of people, I, I, raised, I said, how many of you in here have some type of idea that you've been sitting on for the last three years, five years, ten years, and in some cases, you saw someone else move forward with your idea. I can't tell you how many people raised their hands, because, and their thought was, well, I just don't know how to find these individuals that could help me uh, or be willing to invest in it. So it's time for us to take a break, and when I come back uh, on the other side of the break, when we come back, uh, Kevin, I'd like for you to talk to those who are listening who may be interested in starting a business, but they don't have the funds and they want to know how do you draw the interest of someone to invest? Maybe someone even like yourself. Uh, where do I find the funds? So when we come back on, from the break, we're going to talk about that. And it's time, for us, it's time for us to take a short break. And this is Ty Maynard and my guest is Kevin, Kevin Harrington. And you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard on the Voice America channel. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you and your business well prepared? For what, you may ask. 
Well, what about workplace violence, cyber attacks, or general business disasters? Listen for Fear is Negotiable, Business Survival Skills 101 with your host, Pamela Hill. We'll bring you case studies of the businesses that don't prepare and the consequences that can happen. We'll also bring you best practice strategies that can help you keep your business running smoothly. Tune in to Fear is Negotiable, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. We spend 70% of our week in the office. What is the difference between enjoying your job and enduring it? The number one motivator is a positive work environment. And that's where Real Recognition Radio comes in. Join your hosts, Roy Saunderson and S. Max Brown, as they take a look at the positive factors of the workplace, such as employee rewards, recognition, incentives, and much more. Tune in to Real Recognition Radio, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynor or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynorgroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Kevin Harrington. He was one of the sharks on that famous ABC network show, Shark Tank. And, and the title of the show tonight is, is Business Lessons from a Shark. And Kevin, before the break, we were talking about how many times there are people who have ideas for a business or high ideas for a product and they just don't understand that there are people out there who are not uh, averse to risk that's willing to help them. You know, one of the things I, I teach in my training classes is always shoot for the top. Don't go to the purchasing person in the company or the easiest person to get to, but go after the person that actually makes the decision. So talk to us about that. What, do you, what, do you, what can you tell our audience who's listening on if they have a business idea or an idea for a product, how difficult is it to find someone that can help them and how do they go about it? Okay. Well, first of all, um, you know, I think if you, have a, if you have a business idea and you have a product and it's unique and, it's, and, and you've got a great positioning on that business or the product, you owe it to yourself to go find potential investors to bring into the project. And the reason I say that is because, number one, there's very few people that actually have enough cash just sitting there that is, is going to be able to take that product to the huge success or the business to the huge success that, that, it, that it could go. And because I'll tell you this, in my business, if I've got a great idea, a great product, and I take it to the market, right now, today, it's going to cost me Three to five million dollars plus to take it to the market because I got to get inventory. I got to get this. The more successful it is, the more money you need. So you need to find investors on the front end that believe in what you're doing 
And now, if they become partners, you don't need to necessarily go get millions of dollars up front. Maybe you do a, a short raise on the front end to get some of the seed capital in, um, and, and then now you've got partners, and they, these partners are going to be financial partners. Um, they, they, they now, if you work it right together, it's one plus one equals, equals three or four when you go to the market and getting additional capital. And there's one thing a lot of people just don't understand, and that is that, num- number one, there's a ton of people out there looking, for, looking to invest their money. And that is, you, you meet them at conferences. There's all different ways to meet these people. There's, you can run ads to get them. You can go to certain conferences to get them, et cetera. But there's, there's hundreds of thousands of these people that are out there that have money, willing to spend it to invest in your idea. Now, there's also a group of people that consider that are, uh, that are brokers that they are in the business of putting you in touch with people that have the money to spend. And that's, I like dealing in that level also because let me explain this and it, it, it'll, it'll make sense as soon as I tell you. Guess what? A broker, he only makes money when his client spends the money to invest with you. Okay. So right. I go to a broker and I say, I need a million dollars for a project. Well, guess what? I'm going to give him 10% of that million. He gets a hundred, he gets a hundred thousand dollars cash up front when his investor spends that million dollars. So he's encouraging this person to write the check because he gets 10% cash up front, whatever that percentage is. It might be 5%, it might be 7%, it might be 10 but they also, you also can incentivize that broker to get a little piece of the action of the deal also in the long run instead of just taking a piece of the cash transaction. But the point of this is, is that the, there's, there's a whole level of brokers all over the country that have books and, and banks of clients that they are looking for the right investment for their clients and, and all their, you know, they, they are looking for you with your idea and your product and they're looking to put you together with their client so that they can get paid. And, that, and it's a simple process. And I, I've been doing this for years. I've raised hundreds of millions of dollars. I've gone public over six different times, bought, sold, bought, sold, built, sold, et cetera, et cetera. And, yes, I've used my own money in many, many cases, but I, you know, a lot of times I'll seed the first deal, the first round of a raise with my first, with, with a check from my own uh, uh, bank, but then then the people know that you believe in this and the, and the rest of the money is easier to get from there. So absolutely, there are tons of people out there ready, willing, and able to invest in your idea. That's very good, and I'm glad you said that. But, you know, there are a lot of people that they aren't willing to take a risk. I mean, they, they're afraid, well, it, it, it might fail. And from what I understand, failure is, is a part of the equation if you ultimately want to be successful. So talk about failure to us and, 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 and about being risk-averse because we're talking to salespeople. There are salespeople who are listening who really need to go 
to talk to the CEO of a company instead of the purchasing agent. There are right. business owners who need to seek out investors. They already know who they are, but they're afraid to call on them or they're afraid to fail. So talk to us about this thing called failure okay. or risk. Well, I'll tell you this. Winston Churchill, Sir Winston Churchill said it best. He said being an entrepreneur or getting to success means being able to fail continuously without losing enthusiasm, okay? Right, <laughs> so, okay. Um, you know, it, you know it, to, it, to be able to experience failure after failure with enthusiasm or without losing your enthusiasm. And, and, and I thought that was very odd until I actually had failure happen. And, and guess what? It, you know, in my business, I, I only succeed on one out of three or one out of four of the projects that I get involved with. And that's the same thing for movies. I mean, the Disney Corporation, they come out with movies. They don't like to admit it, but only one out of three of the movies at best that they get involved with is going to end up making money. So, um, you know, it's the, it's the one that hits that way pays for more than all the losses and a huge upside. So, you know, when you look at it, it's, let's put it this way. You, you, if, if you're watching a baseball game, a, you know, a, a batting average of 333, and that's one out of three, is a huge success. That means two out of three times you get up to the bat, you do not get on base with a hit. So, you know, Major League Baseball players, they fail, they fail, then they hit. And that's what an entrepreneur has to be able to do. You have to be able to fail, 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 get up, dust yourself off, and go back at it because you will succeed. And once you find that mental toughness to be able to do that, then you realize that, that, that that's how the world goes around. And it's, it's not even a lot different than being the president of the United States. You know, 48% or 49% of the people in the United States don't like the president of the United States because they didn't vote for him. And, you know, it's, it's so, you know, he, he's, he's failed in that many times, to, you know, to get the, the people to vote for him. But he still is the president of the United States now. So, you know, I mean, the bottom line is entrepreneurs need to understand that they're not always going to have a success, but you need that success when it hits. You, you, what you have to learn how to do is minimize the risk so that in, in, in my business, I say, I like to fail fast, all right? So mm-hmm. I do a lot of testing, and I'll test for $2,000. I can, I can fail fast for $2,000 on two, three, four projects, and then when I hit one, it might do $10 million, and that $10 million can pay for 30 failures at $2,000. So... You know, fail fast, fail cheap, and succeed big is my motto. Okay. Now, the question is, though, so after you failed, what's your, how do you assess that thing and, and, and keep it moving? You, can, you say, okay, I failed fast, so what's your process after you've fallen short on something? Well, you know, in my business, you know, what we look at is we, 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 we analyze different metrics. And so... If, if, if I, let's say, I, I, if I did a, a you know, a, a, a fishing product, for example, okay, and it, mm-hmm. and it didn't work, I try to find, you know, did it, why did it fail? 
was at price point. You know, we, you can do some surveys, you can do some focus groups, you can, you know, do some analysis, but, you know, you, you know, we, we work on different creatives. Well, sometimes, you know, you gotta be careful because you think you might have failed, but, you know, I've, I, you know, the guy that did P90X, his name was Carl Deichler. His company's called Beachbody. Carl ran a, a program for me, a business for me, called Quantum Satellite Programming. He was employed by me 20-plus years ago. And Carl went out and started Beachbody. And when he did P90X, it failed. It was not successful. And he went back to the drawing board and said, you know what, this is too strong of a product. There's too many people that love this. And he kept working and tweaking and tweaking until he increased and increased and improved the performance, and then it became a hit. So, so sometimes you may be, you may think you've got a failure, but you got to look at the metrics. You got to look, you got to do some analysis. So you just don't walk from something. We very seldom will walk from something just after a small uh, test. We like to make analysis. We'll do price testing. We'll do offer testing. We'll do creative testing. And, you know, so, and that means you, 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 you when I say price testing, you might test it at 1995, $29.95. Uh, you might test it, uh, let's say it's, 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 it, maybe it's $39.95, but if you do two payments of 1995, it might do better than if it's just one payment of $39.95. So there's all different ways that you have to take a look at the metrics of an offer, of a product, and of a, of a, of a, of a test. Because, just because you may think that you failed, sometimes you didn't necessarily. And thank God Carl Beichler kept going when he tested P90X because that was not a failure. It turned out to be a huge success. I'll say. I'll say. So basically, it's time for us to go in another break. Do you believe how fast this is going, Kevin? You know, but, uh, I'm having a good time, so I didn't even realize we were halfway through already. Fantastic. I know, I know. And, and what you just shared with us, is, it, it means sometimes people can't see your vision. Sometimes people may tell you that, hey, uh, nobody's going to buy that, but you have to be, continue to believe in yourself more than believe in what others say about you or about your product. Would you say that's accurate? Absolutely. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so... We're going to go ahead and take another short break right now. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Kevin Harrington. And we're going to continue to talk about how do you be successful. And when we come back into the next segment, we're going to start talking a little bit about uh, what I saw you doing uh, last week, uh, this, this new program. Then you have some new partners that I also met talking about becoming a key person of influence and I think that might even lend itself to many of the people that's listening growing to the next level so we're going to come back in just a couple of moments we'll see you on the other side of this break stay tuned when it comes to business you'll find the experts here Voice America Business Network Tune in for What About Wealth every week to learn the vital answers to your questions about creating wealth, investing it, donating it, and protecting it. Your hosts are Rich Bloomfield and Rick Durfee, who explain the principles that govern wealth in terms you can understand. Building and preserving positive wealth requires correct action, but few people know how wealth really works. 
Listen every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and find the answers you need about wealth. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynor or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard, and I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and you're also listening to the fastest hour of the week. My guest today is Kevin Harrington, and we're talking about some of the key components to being successful in sales, business, and life. And, and Kevin, we've been talking about taking risks. We've been talking about getting past fear, and during the break, I was just kind of sharing with you that I think one of the biggest victories we can ever have is the victory over ourselves where we don't really believe we can accomplish great things. And I, I sense just from being around you last week and, and, and even watching you, you are always tuning into good business opportunities. And, uh, you know, you are part of a new venture right now called KPI or key person of influence. Can you give us some background on that and, and, and give us a, a synopsis of this program? Sure. Yeah, I appreciate it, Ty. You know, I mean, in, in today's world, I, I was one of the founders of the Entrepreneurs Organization, EO, back in 1987 uh, with Michael Dell, Ted Leonsis. Ted was uh, co-chair of, of America Online, and Ted's now co-CEO of, of Groupon. So, Ted Leonsis, myself, Michael Bell, we said, let's, let's start an entrepreneur's organization, and, and it's the largest. We're in 45 countries, 9,000 members all around the world. That's 25 years ago. But an entrepreneur's organization is a great organization. It helps entrepreneurs take themselves to the next level. But Key Person of Influence is a new organization that started a couple of years ago in England, and then went to Australia and then Singapore, and now I'm, I've launched it here in the United States, and it's KPI, and it's the reason it makes sense, and it's how you, as an entrepreneur, can become a key person of influence in your industry. I don't care if you're a plumber, you own a flower shop, whatever your business might be, it's, and the reason being, this is kind of, the, it's an advanced training program for entrepreneurs that want to become this key person of influence because the world is changing so fast. There's these, think of the people that are with the internet. They, 
You ever heard of these people getting 20 million views, 50 million views, 100 million views? There's a girl named um, Kimberly Marbles. She's Jenna Marbles. Um, she's getting a billion views on the Internet just doing various things and uh, makeup techniques. And, and now she's making millions of dollars. And th- so the bottom line is, is that to become a key person of influence, there's a, it's a five-step process. And they've been teaching this now. It's a mentoring program for entrepreneurs, and it started in the U.K., and over a 1,000 different entrepreneurs now have been through this nine-month mentoring program. And, boy, I tell you, it's unbelievable. You, you, it, the five steps, it's, it's very simple. I'm going to say them in, 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 in kind of a, a little rapid order here. But the first thing you need is you've got to get your pitch down. You've got to know who you are, what you do, and what your basic elevator pitch is. When people came on Shark Tank, they had to have their little one-minute, two-minute elevator pitch, okay? We tell you then, secondly, you should be published. We're going to show you how, it, you know, I, I published my own book, and, and because I had my book, when Mark Burnett was looking for a shark to come on the show, in my business, I had a book. He got a chance to read my book. And my book, I've been on radio shows just like this one here. And Mark Burnett said, wow, you've got a book. You're published. This is huge. And I'm going to tell you, I don't care if you're a, 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 a flower shop owner, you can have a book because there's a unique positioning that you can have out there in the marketplace. So you, you, you need your perfect pitch. You need to be published. All right, then you need to raise that profile. And raising the profile is all about the Internet and the Googling and all that stuff. If you go to the, the other day, I went to get a, a, a pair of shoes, new, new pair of shoes sold, uh, rather an old pair of shoes, get some new soles on them. And I went and sold it on, on the Internet, and, it, and there were some people left comments that the guy that I was going to go walk into his store, that he, he was not a good guy and didn't do good work. And it's like, why... You know, why did this, this business owner not even realize that the, all these negative comments were on the Internet about him? He certainly is not a key person of influence. So you've got you to get a good profile. You've got to be able to get, you know, a, a, a Google uh, uh, that, that makes a lot of sense and it raises your profile in a big way. And, I mean, so, you know, so th- th- these are, you know, just a few of the techniques you know, that, that's important in, the, in, in this five-step process. So, um, you know, I know, I know, I don't know how much time we've got tonight, but, you know, the bottom you good. line is... You, you you're good. Go ahead. Stuff, no, you're yeah. good. Go, go ahead and finish the other two. You, you, you're good, Kevin. Go ahead. Uh, okay. So, so now you've got, as, as you get into, you've got your book published, you've got your perfect pitch, um, you've raised your profile, you, you also, you... You, you have to know how to get all of the press and the publicity that is out there for you because guess what? Just like this radio show right now, you, there's hundreds of different radio shows that, that you can get on. And when you get on these radio shows, you're going to be, you're going to be great and, 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 and you're going to get the publicity that takes you to the next step. The last step of this whole five-step process is partnerships, how to partner with people and, and how to use partnerships in, a, in the way of raising capital. You know, you, I'm going to show you in the, in the KPI five-step process, I'm going to show you 
how you use partnerships, raise capital, use partnerships to get, for example, I, people come to me with a product and they say, but I don't have any money. I'll show you how you can partner with a lawyer who will do your legal work, partner with an engineer who will do all your engineering for free, for a piece of the action, for a piece of the partnership. I'll show you how to get a manufacturer to put up all the money to manufacture your product. Um, so you can get the legal work done, the engineering done, the manufacturing done, the inventory manufactured, etc. This is how to use great partnerships. So, you know, walking through these steps again, um, and, you know, one of them that I, I mentioned, uh, it's, you know, it, it's along the way of productizing your business also because every business really, even if it's a service business, you've got to productize it. So you get the perfect pitch, number one. Number two, you, you've got to get, you get yourself published. Number three, you want to be able to raise your profile and get that publicity. Number four, you want to be able to productize your business to be able to get your business actually positioned as a product itself. And then number five, be able to have great partnerships and how to do that. So KPI has done some amazing things for a lot of businesses, hundreds and hundreds of businesses that have, have doubled, tripled, quadrupled the size of their companies by using this five-step process. Yeah, you know, I saw some of the testimonials last week, and that was really impressive. I mean, you had people who clean boats for a living. You had a guy who was a fitness uh, train, a physical uh, fitness trainer. Uh, they all had testimonials of how, by improving in these areas, they were able. One guy said, "I think he he uh, raised his in- income five times uh, in in a short period of time," which. In order to accomplish these things, that means you have to be willing to examine yourself. You have to be willing to take feedback. And, and, and that's the, one of the difficult things for, for many people, Kevin. They don't want to examine themselves. They don't want to look. And I think the, the people who are consistently successful day in and day out, they're the ones who are constantly assessing their performance. They're looking for feedback. Uh, no feedback is, is not good. And you just mentioned the, the gentleman who got feedback. He didn't even realize he was getting fad, be, bad feedback, and he did nothing about it. So, oh, my goodness, Kevin. It, we, we are, <laughs> we're running up on, on time, but it, I want to start this conversation. We have a couple of minutes, and we can finish it on the other side uh, of the next break. But I would, definitely, I would definitely consider you to be a, a key person of influence because you are considered the – the king of infomercials, okay? Uh, that's, that's key. That's influential. Tell us about um, how an audit, someone, how would someone in our audience pursue someone like you? I mean, you are very busy. You got a lot of stuff going on. What could they do to catch your attention? Well, I, you know, number one, I like entrepreneurs. Um, I, I'm a product guy, but I'm also an entrepreneur. So I, when, when, when somebody tells me they've got a product that is, is, has unique positioning and, and, it, it, and, and just, it's, got, it's something that appeals to the masses. It's unique enough that there's nothing like it that's it, out there that, uh, that does what it does. It's a problem solver. If there's any kind of a magical transformation to it, that's going to be really cool stuff. I'm interested. So, you know, the bottom line is 
I, I help entrepreneurs. I mentor entrepreneurs. I sit on board of directors, many companies. I'm on board of advisors. Um, you know, so what interests me is understanding how I can help somebody and take them to the next step. That, you know, I, I don't want to get involved with something where I'm just, you know, on the board and just there. I want to be able to make sure that what I can bring to the table can, can be a great influence on the success of the company. So that's something that motivates me is, is to be able to help transform the company from a small company to a big company or from a small amount of sales to a large amount of sales. And that would be some, somebody that's got, whether it be a good product or a good business that I can get involved with and help do that. That's, that's what motivates me. That's excellent. We're going to continue on that when we come back from the break uh, because a lot of times people are just fearful. I mean, and, and that's what I want to get people to understand. Fear, and, and, and uh, the lady, I think, uh, Forbes, she talked about that. She said fear was basically false evidence appearing real. Uh, and I've said re- research has shown that uh, 97% of the things that we're afraid of we worry about never, ever happen. And the other 3% that's going to happen, worrying is not going to change the outcome. So when we come back on the other side of this break, our last break, we're going to continue to talk about that and uh, get into greater detail. And it's time for another short break, our last break of this show. And you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Kevin Harrington. And we will see you on the other side of the break. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you want to know about investing in emerging and frontier markets, or if you have experience in this field but still need to know more, tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham. Gavin explores news, current trends, and insights about both categories of investing. His guest experts, along with his own knowledge, will help you stay above the line when it comes to growth potential, whether in funds or equities. He will look at what to invest in and avoid. Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. 
Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Kevin Harrington. He is known as the king of infomercials, and he's also a former shark on the infamous Shark Tank show on ABC Network. And we've been talking about basically getting some lessons from the shark, Kevin Harrington. And he's been pouring out how to get... uh, how to deal with risk, how to get from A to B where you are to where you want to go, how to deal with failure. And Kevin, I wanted to continue to talk about that. You know, we were talking about before the break, how does someone approach someone like you? I mean, you, you've been extremely successful, uh, sold over $4 billion in products. You have a, a nose for picking so, I mean, people have this natural fear. And, Kevin, I, I mean, I got a chance to meet you, just one of the most personal guys I have had the pleasure of meeting in a, short, in, a, in a long period of time. And most people have this concept that someone at your level or the CEO of a company, a president, uh, they, they feel like you are like a Freddy Krueger. You know that, that movie with Freddy Krueger, yeah. the ugly guy? Or you like that doll, Chucky, you know, uh, who will, who will kill him or something, or Michael Myers. What do you say to someone to help them understand that you're just a human being, that you are genuinely interested in helping person, and, and most people are, are like you who are in your position? Or if I'm wrong, tell me. Are most yeah. people jerks? Uh, are most people I, like you? Uh, you, you? You hit the nail on the head, Ty. I think, number one, we'll, we'll give it, everybody some ways to contact me here. But listen, I don't make money unless I'm dealing with the marketplace, and that, that's what I do. I go to 25 trade shows a year, the houseware show, the hardware show, the fitness show, uh, the toy show, the golf show, fishing show, et cetera, the beauty shows, everything, hair. I'm there. I'm running the shows. Now, you don't know who I am because I'm running them on, on the low key, but, but bottom line is, um, you know, I'm out there. I'm looking. That's what, what motivates me is, is innovation, people, ideas. And, I mean, about 25 years ago, I wanted to get to Donald Trump. And, you know, I thought, how do I get to Trump? So what I did was he had just come out with the book, um, The Art of the Deal. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to call the guy that co-wrote the book with him and tell him that if we get a meeting with Donald, I'm going to show him how they can sell another extra million books. And so this author, he gets paid 50 cents for every book that they sell on his royalties. And he set a meeting up with Donald within less than a week's time. And, and my idea was to put Donald on TV because who was a great salesman, Donald Trump, in the real estate world and tell people how to make money in real estate, to do some audio tapes, an audio tape package, and a book. And I got into Donald Trump in, in a matter of days. It's, it's not tough. Um, you know, you just have to, you've got to have your pitch on why they're going to meet with you. And you know what Donald said before I sat down and talked to him? He said, before you sit in that chair, young man, he said, I want to know how much of my time is your, you got to pitch for me. How much of my time is it going to take and what's my upside? Because i got a lot of other things I could be doing. And I, and I thought real fast in my mind and I said, I'm going to need about two hours, Donald, and you can make four or five million dollars. He said, 
for two hours, five million bucks. I like the numbers. Sit down. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that you've got to make it worth, worth people's while. And when it comes to me, if you've got a great idea, you've got a great product, or you've got a great business, and you want me to help you, and you're willing to share somehow in that experience, then I'm the right guy to be talking to. Um, you know, I can't talk to everybody, but I got a team of people that help me take a look at all these deals. And on a regular basis, I invite people in to come uh, visit with us here in Tampa, Florida, Clearwater, Florida. So it's it's not that tough. You just have to got to you know really just get the you know the the enthusiasm about your idea and don't be afraid. Pick up the phone, send the email, make that call. But it, and I'll say this: if you don't do it then, you know, then you're not ever going to have the chance to make it big time. That's where people always fall down. They, if, if you don't take the shot, if you don't take the chance, you're, you're never going to have the opportunity to become a big success. So yeah. I, I, I urge people to, you know, in fact, you know, I, I, I've got a, a, a book that I wrote. It's, it's the book. The title is Act Now. You've got to do it right now. There is no time better than right now to act on your desires and your beliefs in yourself. You know, and that's so key because if you think about it, audience that's listening right now, the name of his book is Act Now. The name of this show, Forget Patience. Let's sell something. Let's do something now. Let's be proactive. And that's the only way to be successful consistently. Get off of the couch. Get off of the phone unless you it's business. And let's make something happen. Let's stop waiting for the phone to ring. Let's stop waiting for the customer to walk through the door. Let's initiate the contact. You know, we only have a few minutes left, Kevin. And I'm hoping you'll come back again because this went by too fast and we left too many things unsaid, but how, first of all, you gave that one good book, Act Now. Any other books you recommend, and how can they contact you if they want to follow up with you? Okay. Well, one of the books I, I bought way back, and I still I recommend it to everyone. I go back and read it every now and then. It's called Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Unbelievable book. Really, it motivated me like, like you wouldn't understand. It took me to get into personal development, etc. That was a, a game changer for me. Obviously, my own book, Act Now, I think is a great book. I spent two years writing it. My my assistant author, uh, co-author, um, it was was a, was a great uh, writer, um, and and he, he had written a, a book for for um, uh, Steve Jobs. It was it was called Icon. It was. Uh, it was the number, uh, you know, five bestseller or something in, in the New York Times history. Um, but I also believe um, that there's a great new book that's just out. That, you know, Think You Grow Rich is an old one. I'm obviously going to recommend my book, but this brand new book called The New Digital Age. It's Eric Schmidt. He's a, uh, the head guy at Google, and he took Google from a small group to one of the biggest, most influential companies in the world. It's called the New Digital Age, Reshaping the Future of People, Nations, and Business. And it's, it's got some really great stuff in there about how what's going on with the digital age is going to impact you, 
individually as a person, but also your business. And this is kind of along the lines of key person of influence. That's the last book I'm going to recommend that you get, just those four. And it's called Key Person of Influence by Daniel Priestley because it gives you the five P's and how to become a key person in your industry. It's unbelievable. You're going to love that book also. Excellent. And, 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 and how can they contact you? How do they contact me? It's real simple. I'm going to give them my email right now. It's Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, 7810 at AOL.com. Kevin, 7810.com. That's my, my personal email from this show. Mention that they heard about me from the Time Aider show. I'm, I'm expecting just, you know what? It's whether it's a handful or, or a bunch, it's going to be interesting, Ty, because I know that your show is Forget Patience, and my book is Act Now. That means you got to do it. You, you know, no sense in waiting, but you got to have the pitch. You got to have something worthwhile. Because, you know, you, you don't want people wasting your time. I don't want people wasting my time. But if they got something good, then I'm in. Excellent, excellent. And, well, that, that wraps up our show. And I'm going to go ahead and ask for a commitment now. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show. You think there's a chance I can get you on here again, Kevin? Absolutely. Okay, I, I greatly appreciate love, it. Love hanging out with you, Ty. It was a Man, great night. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. Hey, and our time is up, the fastest hour of the week. I thank you for listening to us today, and be back next week on Thursday, 8 p.m. And in the meantime, for Get Patience, Let's Sell Something. Have a great rest of the week and a wonderful weekend. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something. 